Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like a book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and I'm so very lonely. I'm currently in Germany playing board games. Uh, unfortunately, I am several months late and 147 miles south of Essen, so that is not why I am here. Anyway, we, I, not we, uh, I am playing 20 Strong. It was designed by Josh Carlson of Too Many Bones, Cloud Spire, and Hoplomachus. The artist was Chris Beck and Melanie Lavely, who also did Cloud Spire and Hoplomachus. Bree Linslow, who did Taj Mahal and World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King, and Trouser Moya. The year it was published in 2023 by Chip Theory Games. The description. In 20 Strong, you and 20 Dice take on different challenges represented by a deck of cards. Different decks present diverse situations and obstacles, providing unique gameplay experience that varies vastly from deck to deck. And the deck I'll be playing today is the Too Many Bones deck. And the description there is, you are a gearlock. And while you were diligently minding your own business, your homeland was invaded by savage tyrants. You'd like nothing better than to ignore the threat and while away the hours at the Tipsy Troll Tavern and while away the hours at the Tipsy Troll Tavern, but the situation and the Gearlock Council calls for bravery. So off you go to face the challenge. Will you return a hero or in pieces? Time will tell. And the mechanics are a dice rolling, move through deck, and solo solitaire. Uh, the box art itself, <clears throat> it's just a, it looks like a, maybe a leather bound book or something along those lines uh, with some yellow stripes in the middle and then it's faded in the top of the bottom and then it just says uh, 20 strong, uh, but there's no people. And then the Too Many Bones box uh, looks like uh, one of the gear lock cards from Too Many Bones, which you know, has like a brown background with a bunch of uh, gears and stuff on it. So uh, I think based on the box cover. I'm not sure I would pick it up. Um, there's nothing really that kind of jumps at you, jumps out at you. I understand why they went with this method of um, art because it's supposed to be agnostic to all the decks. Um, but yeah, the box art doesn't jump out at me. However, uh, it is Chip Theory Games and I am a big fan of Chip Theory Games, specifically Too Many Bones. Um, I'm looking forward to some of their other ones. And so as a big fan of Too Many Bones, uh, I looked into this one too, especially because it had a Too Many Bones deck. So based on the mechanics though, I do like the move through deck um, mechanic, the uh, Spires in Hildegard. Yeah, we did an episode on that uh, in the past. So Spires in Hildegard had a move through deck option. And then also Too Many Bones technically is a move through deck option uh, as well. So we'll see how this goes with a solo solitaire game. Um, so we're going to skip the how do you think it's played because I've already read the rules. So I know how it's played. So we'll go right into the history and we're going to talk about the number 20. First, it's a pronic number, meaning it's the product of two consecutive numbers, four and five. It's also the third composite number, as it's the product of a square prime, two, and a prime, five. Uh, eight and 12 are the other ones. So two squared times three gives you, or two squared times two gives you eight, and two squared uh, times three gives you 12. So uh, 20 is the basis for the Vigisimal, vigisimal, 
That doesn't sound right. The vigismal number systems, or a base 20. Uh, this may be the start to why a score is called 20. Uh, as ancient shepherds would count their herds or flocks, they would make notches or score their staves for every 20th animal to keep track. Uh, it can trace its etymology back to the Old English scoru for 20 and the Old Norse score, uh, S-K-O-R, for mark, notch, or incision. Uh, 20 is the optimal number of moves to sol solve a Rubik's Cube in its worst case. Uh, it's the atomic number of calcium, and it's also a magic, it's the third magic number in physics. Uh, this means that the number of nucleons, either protons or neutrons, can be arranged in complete shells, and thus the nuclei are much more stable, and they have higher bonding energy than others. The other elements are helium, oxygen, nickel, tin, and lead. Um, the standard dartboard has 20 sectors. The Kentucky Derby has a maximum field of 20 horses. And in chess, there are only 20 legal moves for each player at the beginning of the match. Um, so that's all about the number 20. So how am I going to play this game? So uh, 20 Strong is a general rule set, which is augmented with a different themed deck. Generally speaking, you are adventuring towards a boss. Each game only uses the cards from a single deck. Individual decks will also have their own special rules. Uh, and in the case of card text, will always uh, trump deck rules, and that will always trump game rules. The game has a number of dice to help in conflict resolution. Uh, they have a miss, a hit, and a crit. The dice go from weak to strong in the order of yellow, green, blue, purple, and then red. And each die has a different number of misses and hits. And there are also three stat dice that track health, strategy, and recovery, uh, which are the three stats for your character. The game is played in rounds, so each round you identify one or more conflict cards to face. A round continues until you win or lose. A round consists of two parts, so activation, so each deck will be different, but generally during setup, you will assemble stacks that you will then draw to activate a conflict. Most enemies will have some sort of effect on, on gameplay. Of those during or special effects, they apply as soon as the enemy is activated. So that's the first uh, part. The second part is engagement. This part is broken into two phases. The first phase is strategy, and it has three steps. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to commit your dice. So you're going to select the dice from the dice pool that you want to use and place them in your active area. Then you're going to roll those dice. And then finally, you're going to apply the dice. So any hits are then applied to active conflict cards. These are usually monsters. If the number of hits on the card are more than the monster's health, it's defeated. If there's an instant award, you can then take it if you wish. If your strategy stat is higher than one, you can repeat this phase again a number of times uh, as long as that number does not exceed your strategy stat. So if it's a two, you would get to do it a second time, but you wouldn't get to do it a third time. And the final phase of this part is resolve, which has six steps. So the first step is going to be suffer damage. You're going to add together the damage stats of all undefeated conflict cards and reduce health by that value. After effects, resolve each conflict card that has an after effect one at a time. Exhaust dice. Move all committed dice, whether they were applied or not, to the exhausted area. Recover dice. Choose a number of exhausted dice up to your recovery stat and move them to your dice pool. And then finally, gain any item awards. If any defeated conflict cards have an item, you gain it by placing the card in your inventory. And then finally, clean up. Place all conflict cards in your active area, both defeated and undefeated, into the discard. 
When the round is finished, you'll continue back to the activation phase. Each deck will have a different in-game trigger, but typically facing a boss. Each deck will have a different in-game trigger, but typically it's facing a boss. Unlike other rounds, you will continue to face the boss until you defeat them or your health is depleted. You will only do the activation phase when you start the end game, and you will not discard conflict cards at the end of each round. And you win if you defeat the boss, and you lose if your health is depleted. You lose if your health is depleted before you defeat the boss. And those are all the rules. So let's play. I just finished four games of 20 strong and in two of them I lost in the first round one of them I lost in the third round and one of them I lost in the second round um, so I didn't win a single one um, yeah so there we go uh, and that was all in the span of about 30 minutes, maybe 28 minutes. Um, theme, um, so it's supposed to be themed on too many bones, at least this particular deck. Um, I think thematically, like the way they have the mechanics, it fits. I'm not sure, like usually we talk about, hey, do I feel like I'm a gear lock? I mean, I don't feel like I'm a gear lock when we play regular too many bones. So I'm going to go with no, and the fact that you can have that there's different decks with diff different adventures means that the game itself isn't necessarily it's theme agnostic if you can put different decks uh, on it. So um, table presence, uh, it's a card game and it's solo. So, I, you know, I think for me personally, like I might be drawn to look to see like what someone is doing. Um, with a bunch of cards and rolling dice and stuff like that. And, you know, the layout of it, it looks like it's very specific. So I think, you know, I might move over and check it out um, on these particular cards. Like the art is somewhat nice, I guess, um, but it's not like most of the card is taken up by text to let you know what you're supposed to be doing. And it's not necessarily like full of art and stuff to look at. So um, mechanics. So the dice selection, like that's interesting. Um, trying to build up the pool to make it so that you can defeat the enemies. And then the fact that, you know, they have a game system that can go with different stories and different decks uh, is interesting because in theory, like you could have something that could, uh, extend for quite some time. Um, so, uh, I think those elements are interesting. Um, rules. So the rule book itself is uh, decent. Like it's laid out okay. Everything's easy to find, sort of. Um, so the big thing I had was, you know, the setup in the main rule book just says, hey, go with the setup for the particular deck. Um, this particular deck didn't tell you to start with all the dice and the regular rule book also doesn't tell you to do that. There's nothing that actually tells you that what number your dice pool starts at. Um, based on the description, 
you know, it says you start the, what did it actually say? It said, uh, you and 20 dice take on different challenges. So the assumption is, is that you start with all 20, but nothing actually says that. I had to make assumptions. And then, um, I mean, I lost very early in every single iteration. Um, and that's kind of rough, I guess. Very rough. I got a little bit frustrated. Um, player interaction, it's a solo game, so there is no player interaction. Would I play it again? I, I think the answer is yes. Um, I might play it a few more times. If I don't win in any of those times, I don't think I'm going to open up any other decks and I don't think I will continue to play it, which is really disappointing um, because I like chip theory. Um, but this game, uh, the difficulty, and I'm playing on like the easiest difficulty based on what it says in the rule book. And I got crushed incredibly quickly, incredibly fast. And that's very disappointing and frustrating. So I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to put no just because I don't really want to, but I'm going to continue to try it just to see if it actually works and gets to a point where like I can figure out how to make it work. Uh, I don't know. Maybe try some of the other gear locks, at least for this deck. Maybe I need to try another deck. It's just it's really rough. I was really put off by that initial play. So I'm going to go with no. Um, which is a weird roundabout way to get there to start with yes and then sort of a maybe and then a no. So um, so if you have any recommendations or games you would like to hear our impressions on or my impression on or any of our other players uh, for a solo game and just have them sit and talk to themselves, uh, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look hearing for we look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. did the wrong number. I mean, I still die. Okay, what the fuck's the point? Alright, let's try this one more time. Well, we got one, so I die. Oh my god. Well, then I fucking die again. What the fuck? <laughs>